the Spirit Sex Money Podcast. This is a podcast for the feminine leader who knows she's magic. She's experienced success and abundance, yet knows there's more. She craves being expressed even more fully in her impact, wealth, sensuality, and connection to spirit. She's been led here for a reason. Hi, I'm your host, Viola Hug, a psychic expansion coach and channel for the high-level spiritual entrepreneur. I grew my multiple six-figure business by letting spirit work through me, leaning into my own edges, taking a fuckload of baths, liberating those around me to being unapologetically themselves, and activating spiritual leaders like you deeper into the expansion of your soul, wealth, and purpose. I am here to speak to your next level and activate parts of you that have been waiting to be unleashed. I am here to bring you home to your true essence so you can experience the more that is possible for you. Come be online BFFs with me, join my email list, follow me on Instagram at Viola Hug, and make sure you get your booty into my Soulpreneur's Spirit Sex Money Facebook group. Now turn it up. It's about to get hot in here. One of the first staple business practices that I implemented from the very beginning of my coaching business back in 2018 was weekly or at least regularly having spirit team business meetings. And I absolutely fucking love having this as a part of my practice because it is a way to get so connected with our own truth. And it's such an important piece. I mean, like I've talked about, like spirit, sex, money, all of these things are really foundational pillars. And also there's so much depth to what each of those things mean. We've talked about that before. But Um, this aspect of getting in relation with spirit and in relation with your own spirit team is also such a powerful move for your life and your business. And I speak about life and business interchangeably a lot because our business is really an extension of our soul. Like when we're here and we're following our purpose and we're following our desires, we are creating like a physical manifestation of our soul's purpose of what our soul's here to do. And not that I believe that our purpose is one particular thing, like your business isn't your purpose. However, you're able to channel your purpose energy when you're in your soul business, right? So when your soul is nourished, when you're human and your body is nourished, you're able to, um, Like you're basically having the most successful human experience that you could because that's the whole fucking goal. It's not to sacrifice your experience, but it's to really be fully in your experience. And the soul doesn't know or doesn't actually differentiate between pain and joy because both of those things are our experiences for the soul that it um, is okay with experiencing because it knows innately it is safe, innately it is worthy, innately it is abundant and taken care of always. Therefore, when we experience pain that sometimes comes with growth, that comes with healing, that comes with breaking fucking systemic bullshit, like when it comes to those kinds of things, the soul's okay with handling that and as we do our you know, own personal growth and we work on our emotional intelligence, we often find that suddenly we're a little less resistant to challenge and pain. Um, and that's one of the reasons is because we're more in the vibration of our soul when it comes to facing real earthly 3D matters versus like um, being completely in the human for those things and seeing it from a limited perspective of our conditioning and of our human experience, right? But... Anyway, this 
um, concept of having spirit team meetings, I wanted to riff a little about this because it's so fun. And if you're not already having spirit team business meetings, I highly recommend that you do um, find some sort of practice of connecting with your spirit to um, to tap in. So in the business world, especially, I mean, I'd say probably this is true for every industry. My experience being very much so in the coaching industry, since that's the industry that I'm in, but I see this like this like duplication pattern. And it's not that there's necessarily anything wrong with having a particular structure and somebody else having a similar structure. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I find interesting is that a lot of the times we mimic the things that we've experienced, right? So if we've been in a program and there's one call a week and a Q&A, we're probably gonna create a program and the structure is gonna be one call a week and a Q&A. Um, and if we've been in this kind of program or that kind of program or it's been hosted on Facebook or it's been hosted on a third party platform, we're probably going to have a preference for the way that we, um, the, the courses or programs that we've been a part of, or even like the one-on-one coaching or the way we buy products or what's included or whatever, right? Like we're probably going to have this kind of like unintentional lean towards doing it this way. And a lot of the times is because we're like, well, that's how you do it. You know, like I remember when I first started, that's how I created programs because I was just like, okay, I want to create a program this one call a week. What are the calls going to be, etc. cetera? Um, because that's was the layout of a program that I'd done. And there's, the, like I said before, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but here's why I'm bringing that example up. Because... Too often we start getting into this place of we're creating based on what we're seeing and experiencing rather than what's truly channeling from our soul. And that is a big uh uh-oh. And it is not something that's bad. You're not going to be fucking condemned when that happens. It's likely going to happen to you regularly on your journey because of the fact that we are surrounded in a world where we're consistently conditioned to look at external factors, right? It's like we spend all of our time scrolling on Instagram and Facebook and now on Clubhouse and now whatever else, um, like searching, looking for um, mindlessly comparing, you know, and seeing what everybody else in the world is doing. And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fucking fan of the internet and social media. I think it's absolutely incredible. I've built so many incredible relationships through it. Like we all know our businesses exist because of it. And so there's like so much beauty with it. But then at the same time as well, when we don't have strong boundaries with how we engage with it or how we interact with not only online, but other people in the world around us, then we can start to get a little bit cloudy in the sense of who we're really meant to be. Like we probably have all had that before where we've had like a time in our lives where it's like, we don't even know what our favorite color is, or we don't even know what we actually enjoy because we're so conditioned to either going with the flow or asking what somebody else wants. Like, what kind of food do you like? What restaurant do you want to go to? Oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And um, like kind of like getting cloudy in the sense of what we actually enjoy and what we actually love. And I have this like really random, funny human design example, but I am actually an incredibly picky eater. Like actually, I admit that now, but I for a very long time didn't want to admit being a picky eater because I associated picky eating with being difficult, with being annoying, you know, probably on some level less lovable and whatever else story you have, you know, like we all hear about the problem child who's the picky eater. Um, And so I'm incredibly picky. And it's funny because my husband says I'm the least or the least the most picky, not picky person. That's what he says, because I'm 
incredibly particular about how I like my food, but I eat a huge variety of food. It's not like I only like this type of food, but it's whatever I'm eating, it has to be a specific fucking way. And I might like it every single day for a month and then I will never ever eat it again <laughs> for like another two years and then suddenly I feel like it again. Um, <laughs> here's the thing that I found out maybe a year or so ago. I am actually in human design what's called closed taste. So for those of you who already study PHS, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you who don't, it's okay. It's just a deeper part of human design that talks about how we are best to consume food. And for me, it is actually how food tastes is the most important thing for my body to be able to actually absorb and utilize the information slash nutrients slash benefits of said food. And... I'm also meant to eat the same foods until I'm sick of them and then change up what I'm eating. So that's actually an innate part of who I am. It is why I'm, it's like how I'm meant to eat. It's how I'm designed to eat. And for such a long time, I was in resistance of accepting that because I was just so um, like under this conditioning that I didn't want to be an inconvenience for other people. And then I went vegan and that obviously already is... (laughs) I mean, nowadays, I love it. It's so much more mainstream. Like, pretty much everyone knows what it is. But, um, you know, it was like, that was a huge thing for my pickiness. It's just like, and I'd still be like, oh, just make whatever and I'll eat around um, if I was going somewhere. But um, I, like, anyway, the point of this being is that I, like, was so trying not to... um, to be an inconvenience or I was so trying to be easygoing and, and flow and whatever that I actually resisted what was innately correct for me. And when I started learning that and working with my human design, um, a little bit deeper with my PHS, I started owning that and I just fucking own it now. And I love it. Like I'm proud to be a picky eater. I'm proud to be close taste. I freaking love it. And it's so liberating. Like it makes me so happy that I can actually just eat foods that only taste delicious to me. Um, because I can't tell you how many times that I forced myself to eat foods that I didn't really like, which in fact for me is terrible for my health. And I don't know if this is like linked or anything. And I mean, there's probably a zillion other factors, but I have had probably no skin issues since I started paying attention to this more. So, I mean, it could have been pregnancy and postpartum as well. I don't know, but it's maybe linked, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not going to make a claim about it. (laughs) The point is, is that I literally got to the point where I had to relearn to like eat foods that I actually like. And I probably even still struggle with this sometimes. I'm like, do I like this or do I like this? Cause I think I like this because I conditioned myself in the past to like it, right? And so this happens in our businesses. This happens in our life. This happens in so many areas. This happens probably in sex. This probably happens in like all areas, right? It's like we we get conditioned into thinking we like things. We get conditioned into doing it the way everyone else does. We get conditioned, conditioned, conditioned. Like seriously, I think the biggest key to success in life is like how willing are you to rewire your conditioning? Um, but yeah, um, when we're able to check in with spirit and here's why this is so important, we are able to tap into the true essence of who we're here to be. And when we're tapped into the true essence of who we're here to be, we are able to reconsider the way we are doing things in the world, right? In our business, in our life. We are able to be operating from a place of truth and from a 
place of true energetic alignment where the vibration of what we're bringing to the world, the vibration of what we're creating is in alignment with the vibration of how we're meant to be showing up in the world. Therefore, it creates little to no resistance between the soul clients we're meant to work with, the soul family we're meant to be serving in finding us, right? Because one of the biggest reasons I've found that I really see from like a spiritual perspective, why we struggle signing clients, why we struggle, um, you know, with any of that kind of stuff where we go through plateaus is because the vibration of what we're bringing out and we're offering and what we're sharing isn't matching the vibration of our soul client, right? Which is why it's so important to consistently have like an an evolving relationship energetically with who we're here to serve and also make sure that we're not showing up in a conditioned or limited way, right? You wonder why when people like strip back and start like sharing their opinion or sharing things more boldly or just like really showing up in their purpose and their power, they start blowing up in their business. It's because they're removing the resistance between them and who they're speaking to. It's like kind of a no-brainer, but <laughs> we're so conditioned to to think in a different way, right? So when we're, yeah, when we're tapping into spirit, we're actually tapping back into that essence. And the coolest thing is, is that maybe the way that you're meant to serve and the way that you're meant to show up and offer things is in a way that is completely unique. Like maybe nobody's ever done it before. And if you're only kind of looking to like, oh, how do you structure programs? Or how should I do this? Or how should I do that? Without actually feeling into how spirit is trying to speak through you, then, um, you're like gonna never ever stumble across that because it was never something you're meant to stumble across. It was something you were meant to download, right? And maybe you've even had the download a million times. This happens to clients all the time. Like we we find something that just feels so aligned and they're like, oh, I've been getting this download for like months. I just didn't realize that's what it, <laughs> what it was. And I'm like, yeah, I feel you because it happens to me too. But slap, slap, like listen to spirit. <laughs> Trust this, those messages. Um so yeah, it's that's such a huge, huge, beautiful part of it. Um, and then also questioning ourselves. Like I think it, it's really important to be kind of a little bit discerning with our own thoughts and our own ideas is like, where is this coming from? Does this really light me up? And here's where that part of being connected to your body is so incredibly important is that our body is kind of like this barometer for being able to let us know like, yes, this is actually a desire that's filling you up, that's like turning you on, that's aligned with who you're here to be versus like, yeah, this sounds like a good surface level goal, but somewhere within me, I'm not actually connected to it. The main goal here really is making it a regular practice to be connecting with spirit and to be connecting with our spirit guides um, or however you relate with spirit. Like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. It doesn't have to be necessarily your spirit guides, which like your spirit team to me is like any energetics that are currently supporting you within your auric field, right? And so that could be God, that could be your spirit team, that could be a past loved one, that could be um, a spirit animal guide. Like there could be so many different things, right? However, um, there's also like our actual spirit guides, there's our guardian angels, there's archangels, like there's so many other individual energies you might connect to. Your spirit team is just like all of them in my personal definition. Um, but you might be really resonant with connecting with your higher self, having higher self business meetings every month. You might be really resonant with asking God or the universe. You might be really resonant with asking past loved ones for guidance, but like 
whatever is your vibe, go for it. And if you're not like um, at the point yet where you can discern those different energies, that's okay too. You know, like psychic development is something that I really help a lot of my clients with because of course we all want <laughs> psychic development. It's so important to, to develop and work on that muscle. But like if you're starting out with this connection, literally just call it your intuition, call it whatever the fuck you feel like, call it whatever intuitively feels right for you. You don't even need to name it. You just need to get fucking quiet and listen. And not only listen with your ears, but listen to the voices that come into your head, even if they sound like your own. Listen to the visuals, like the things that come up in your imagination. Listen to your body, the chills you get, the emotions you get, the feelings you get. Listen to what you know, what just suddenly pops up in your head. You know, and I do think like one of the ways that we can discern again using our body, it's like if you imagine this filtration system, it's like spirit comes through us and then we filter it through our body to like know when to apply it. And that's where kind of human design comes in with this. It's like how we execute a lot of these things is still... Um, it's still good to like uh, check in with your authority. It's still good to check in with your strategy with human design, um, but allowing spirit to speak through you and fill you up with inspiration, fill you up with ideas, fill you up with like the the energy of what, what kind of work they're wanting to do with you and through you on this planet is um, part why this practice is so important. And so you can sit down lay down, fucking dance around. There's no rules to how you have to do a spirit team meeting. How I generally like to do them just because it's how I see clearest or how I feel most in the energy is I'm either in a meditative position sitting down, um, either with a journal or my phone um, or a laptop, I mean, whatever. Or I'm even in the bath, like the bath is a really good um, place for me. Like I love having spirit team meetings in the bath because uh, I just, connect so easily in the water and it's so relaxing and such a vibe. So I love doing that too. Um, and you can like, again, I keep saying there's no right or wrong, but literally you can do whatever the fuck you want. You might want to self pleasure before to get really in your body. You might want to dance around. You might just feel like, nope, you just want to meditate and connect. Like there's whatever you want to do. It's your call. It might even be different every time. But the point is, is that you make it a priority to find time to get quiet and listen to spirit. Even if it's not 100% clear what they say, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it has nothing to do with your business, even if, even if, even if you're connecting and you're making it, you're making space and priority for it. This reminds me of when I was writing my first book and I say my first book because I'm obviously going to have more books. But um, when I was writing my first book, honestly, like it, I, I wrote the book in two months but it felt like forever, especially because the first month it felt like I was making no progress. I think I'd only written one chapter by the first month. And then I, like in the last three weeks, I channeled, I'd say 75% of the book. And what I was doing though, is every single week, multiple times a week, I had book writing time scheduled into my calendar and I would literally just sit down at my laptop. Sometimes I'd just read what I had. Sometimes I'd just brainstorm ideas. Sometimes I'd literally be scrolling on Facebook. <laughs> But my intention was to write my book in that time. And I had to have that time there because for me, what was happening during that time is because it was my intentional book writing time. Even though I wasn't writing words all of the time, I was in the energetic space where I was 
making myself available to downloads and for the perfect things to come through me. And that is, I believe, how I ended up writing my book so quickly and why it channeled through so effortlessly towards the end because I needed to just show up for my book. I needed to show up for what was meant to come through. I, was, I needed to show up for what the message of this book was meant to be. And when I was showing up consistently, I was such a clear channel for it to come through, even though it didn't come through in the time frame I expected it to, you know? So this is the same with spirit. It doesn't mean that every single time you're going to have profound ideas or your next offer is going to channel through exactly, but you're making yourself available and that's what's so powerful. And I have this um, client, I mean, I have so many examples of clients who've started working with spirit more and it's benefited them so much. But um, one of my previous clients, that she started doing this regularly after we worked together, which I thought was really beautiful. And um, one of her ideas that came through from Spirit was to launch a virtual magazine. And that magazine's incredibly successful now, Spirited Leaders. I mean, I'm just like so in awe of what she's creating. Definitely go check her out. Um, but like that was so cool to hear from me when she shared that with me. I think she actually shared that on my previous podcast in an interview. Um, and that was really cool to hear. And there's, yeah, so many beautiful things that can come from that space, whether it's just for your own personal connection or whether it's for the things that you end up bringing into the world. So that's really all I did. And, you know, listen, feel, connect, Maybe you do automatic writing, doesn't really matter, but try it out. If you already do spirit team meetings, I would love to know how you do it. Maybe share with me on social media or send me an email. Let me know what you do. Um, if this is the first time that you're kind of considering doing this, please let me know how it goes. Send me a message, share with me what insights you're having, what you're enjoying. And if you have any more questions, um, I'm thinking of making Q and A episodes like a semi-regular thing. I'm gonna see how it goes with my manifestor urge, but um, I'm always open for questions because that might inspire me for some episodes. So always feel free to get in touch. If you haven't already subscribed or left a rating and review, I would be so honored if you did. And once again, thank you so much for joining me on the Spirit Sex Money podcast and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.